0: My name's Scott Weatherly, and I'm the host of 20th Century Geek, the podcast that looks at all aspects of geek and pop culture from the 20th century. Whether by myself or with an amazing guest, 20th Century Geek delivers full movie series retrospectives, classic comic reviews and discussions, interviews with those that created and contributed to 20th century pop culture, and everything else in between. 20th Century Geek is your one-stop shop for retro geek talk. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all other podcast catchers. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube, and you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places.
1: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. They're here. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? yippee ki motherfucker. It's showtime.
2: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Mr. Dave Horat.
3: Hi there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear now chris you old james blunt you it was your pick this week what have you gone with <laughs> i can tell when you go with the bad movies when you do your intro dave uh, well
2: i thought you know what Let's go for another martial arts shit show and I really really wanted you to absolutely detest this movie and I'll be honest with you Dave it was my pick and I did reveal it last week I've never seen this and I've avoided it for the same reasons you have but knowing from the moment we started the VHS Strikes Back that you absolutely cannot stand Cynthia Rothrock Dave um I was like, "We've got to do China O'Brien at some point." So I thought, "You know what? Let's break mine and your ducks and let's go with the 1988 martial art movie." And I use that loosely. China O'Brien's so Dave. <laughs> have you ever seen these before? I have,
3: Chris. And I should just point out, I don't particularly hold anything against Cynthia Rothrock herself. I just think the movies are shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, I I remember at the time when she first kind of burst onto the scene and she was doing various... uh, I I don't even know what channel or... Was it on video or something? Like, say, I watched a lot of these things through my, my uncles who used to have them all. But I seem to remember her doing, like, all these demonstrations and, you know, it all looks very gymnastic, very acrobatic. But when it got to the movies, I just... I just wasn't bought in. Now bearing in mind when I'm a kid I've done no martial arts whatsoever apart from in your bedroom when you know you're practicing out being Bruce Lee or whatever but there was just something my eye was picking up on I was just like I'm just not buying this at all and so I just think uh there was something there and I I, looking at it now you know I realize what that is and I'm sure we'll get into that as we're watching it but Yeah, I just remember watching it and thinking God, this is fucking shit I never want to watch this again not knowing <laughs> that 30-odd fucking years later, I'd have to watch this fucking of <laughs> shit again. <laughs> At the behest of my co-host. Uh,
2: well, this is what friends do, Dave. They like to stitch each other up. You made us watch The Green Hornet on Comics in Motion. And it wasn't even your... It wasn't like it was a pick thing. It was just something we thought, let's get round, let's watch it. And you stitched me up with that. Now... I didn't think this was going to be as bad as what it is. And not knowing the story, I thought we were going to get the same beats as our famous, you know, legend <laughs> that is L.A. Dave. I'm not going to say his name because I get absolutely ripped <laughs> out. But the same beats as them proper B-movie martial arts films that we've reviewed and we've gone through and everything. I didn't know what to expect. But I, I mean, I'm like you, I remember... One of my friends, i never forget him. Uh, his name's John Donlan. He, he's the bastard who put me onto Freddy Krueger. when he's got his house and he put Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street on. And I used to shit my pants at 10 years old, like 1988. I hated him. And I was always praying we watched somewhere else. He was obsessed with Robocop. He used to say all the lines out of Robocop. He even had a, the, the fake gun, the, literally a, a full-size <laughs> Uh, RoboCop, so he always used to pray he was going to put RoboCop on or, you know, something along the because he had two older brothers who were like 16 and 17, so they always had like 18 films in from mm. the video shop. And honestly the horror stuff you know I was scared of but he used to rave about this China O'Brien he'd be like oh it's so good it, she's, she's like Bruce Lee but female she's oh so good and I'm not averse honestly and I'm not averse <laughs> Dave look I've got five sisters I've had plenty of battles with my sisters and I've come off on the wrong side a few times when I was younger you know what I mean like, they, they can look after themselves but I always I was, kept thinking I don't fancy it. Because I was into Van Damme them. I love Van Damme, as you know, and, and Bruce Lee. And everything. I was like, no, I'm just not. It's just not my... And they were raving. And I never rented it out. Because I used to say to me, Grandad was the one I used to go at the video shop with. And I could get away with watching it. If I had brought a film on, he was proper old school, sh- male chauvinist, and said, I've got a martial arts for me. It's a woman called <laughs> Cynthia Rothfuss. He would have just gone, get it back right now. I'm not watching it. So... I couldn't have even got away with watching it because he was proper sexist my granddad. So, so it, it's sort of like, even if I'd wanted to watch it, which I don't, I don't remember ever having the inkling to watch it. Maybe if my mate had at his house, I'd have watched it. But yeah, I stayed away from it for that reason, Dave. I mean, we did know she know *Surrender* too, and she's awful in that. So, uh, it, and that's around about the same time as this, you know. So it, it's
3: yeah, it's not good. And I do, have, I do have respect for her, because, I mean, ultimately, she's gone out there. She was she did break the mould, really. She was the first kind of Western female actress in these sorts of movies, wasn't she? So, yeah. you know, hats off to her. She's a bit of a pioneer there. And I saw her yeah. with, on the, um, I don't know if you watched the Scott Adkins interview that she did there, you know. Yep, I watched it. Yeah, so, and that was really good, and, you know, you get to find out a bit more about what's going on behind the camera. I'm sure, I remember, uh, Kurt McKinney was talking about, you know, the reasons he didn't do No Retreat, No Surrender 2, and one of them was because Cynthia Rothrock was, you know, she had, uh, favours to do for the Hong Kong Mafia or something like that, so, you know, she, she's obviously, um... She was in the thick of the culture over there. I just think this movie's shit. And I usually try and, uh, (laughs) you know, not allude too much to what I think until we start getting into the movie. But, yeah, Chris, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about this one. (laughs) I'm going to try and not just repeat myself that it's shit, it's shit, it's shit. But, um I think you might have to help me through the plot today (laughs) Sure (laughs)
2: Right, so go on Dave Let's get into our trailer
3: Let's go
1: There are some places in this world
0: I can't see you back there
1: Where a pretty girl Should never walk alone
0: But I can feel you
1: Unless her name is China O'Brien. She'd of them Chop Sui fighters. Once. She was a big city cop. Reconsider. Now, she's on her own. Heading for the most dangerous place of all the place she once called home. China! some changes around town since you've gone china
0: i'll never touch a gun again
1: Was she learned to love Was she learned to fight where she watched them kill her father No. she means to clean up his town in her own way with a little help from her friends to remind him where the power is she's out to stop crime cool and teach the killers a lesson they'll never forget she's one girl who fights as good as she looks Cynthia Rothrock is. China
3: O'Brien. Police officer China O'Brien, played by Cynthia Rothrock, is a good cop and she teaches martial arts to her fellow officers. After an altercation with a gang that leads to the accidental death of a young boy, China resigns from the force and returns to her hometown. Are you getting this, Chris? Of yep. Beaver Creek. <laughs> We've all been down a beaver no. creek,
2: Dave. <laughs> now, Chris,
3: what do you make to the opening of this movie? <laughs>
2: It is fucking shit, <laughs> It is fucking rubbish. It literally, she resigns from her job because she goes down this alleyway. So, so, we get the little bit, the old classic, the dojo. You know, you know and they're doing, the catters and all that stuff. And the next minute, she, she's some random guy in the dojo just offers her out and goes, "There's gonna be five guys down the alleyway later," and she's like. Okay, so she's she goes down there thinking it's a demonstration, which I didn't pick up the first time. I, I sort of I had to rewind that bit, and she's down the alleyway, and all these guys are running at her, and she's going, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't even remember the fucking moves she's doing. But it's like elbow throw, uh, you know, hip throw, and she's like going ha karate chop, and it's like I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So I rewound, it I was like, oh right, she thinks that it's like a demonstration, a fake fight. But it's real. But she's not told anyone else she's there. But her co-trainer appears, and you can tell that he's been that they didn't edit it right because they've obviously gone three, two, one, action, and then he sort of steps onto the set, and it's all. <laughs> there's no context why anybody should be down this alleyway <laughs> and everyone's there but then we get the first body double who is worse than the dad in No she knows her three <laughs> he's obviously an asian guy with a blonde wig a bloke probably the and same one
3: it probably is
2: but that's the thing she can actually do martial arts and why the hell even there was it, throughout this movie this fucking guy with the wig on He's doing stuff that she should be able to do, and I don't know why she didn't do it. There's a couple of flips, fair enough, but this stuff there that is like, why have I used the body double? Is it insurance? It's awful. And the whole premise of her giving up being a cop because of this one altercation makes no sense. It's not explained on the screen, other than the fact that she drives home to a, a, a Beaver Creek. I mean... <laughs> what about yourself, Dave? God, I'd love so, to hear so this. So
3: empowering, isn't it? You know? <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just the whole setup for that, though. You know, you got this guy. He's like a student, isn't he? He's like, yeah, meet me, you know, down by the alleyway with these five guys, and oh, fuck off! she's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, okay, then. Doesn't seem anything wrong with that at all. Um, I think the thing with the body doubles. Quite often they'll do it, I, 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 not necessarily just for rest, but if something is a little bit dangerous and you could get injured, then they'll tend to use the body double because if it puts her out of action for, like, two weeks or something, you've got all the crew and everything sat, sat around yeah. doing nothing, haven't you? So i can understand why they do it they just didn't necessarily need to put someone who looks nothing like her in a blonde <laughs> wig you know work for no retreat no surrender works for this one <laughs> yeah but david's a different sex he's built this guy you can clearly see she's only she must only be 5-1 or something in for your rock Oh, rock. she's small isn't she she's is, she is short for sure um what was it, though? The uh, fucking BMX Bandits. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> the cold kid. <laughs> <laughs> they swapped in a bloke for her and, like, suddenly she's got massive fucking shoulders <laughs> just riding the BMX. <laughs> <laughs> so...
2: <laughs> oh, honestly, they start that. And then I remember from the trailer the next bit, so she goes to Beaver Creek and, and she's got to see her dad, is not she? Her dad's a local sheriff. But she goes into the bar and I remember on the trailer that bit on the bar where the guy grabs her ass. Because she's got like yeah. a she's got a great figure on her. There's no doubt about it. You know, she, she's really fit and like looking and stuff. And because of her train and everything. And he grabs her ass. And I remember that on the trailer. I remember that with the high heels and that. But again, it's all that that fake screen fighting where everyone stands off one by one and goes yeah. in one by one on her. And and but the I think what's unconvincing is. It doesn't matter. Like, I watched something the other day, Dave, right? And I know it's for the films, but I, I love, like, the world's strongest man. Like, I follow a guy called Eddie Hall, who's from Stoke. He's going to fight a guy called Half a Four in a proper boxing match. They've been offered loads of money. Both of them are like, Eddie Hall's about 23, 24 stone, Dave. He's just a monster. And the other guy's heavier than him. He's the one who, he's the guy out of Game of Thrones, you know, the, the guy who gets his eyes poked out. He's the massive giant guy. Oh, yeah, the mountain. Yes. The mountain, sorry, the mountain. So he's half a four. So, so you've got him, but there's another one called Brian Shaw, who's a lovely guy. He's won it a few times, but he fights and he goes with an MMA fighter, Dustin Poirier, who's the one who knocked out Conor McGregor the other month. So Dustin Poirier is about five nine, five ten. This guy's 6'8", so they're on the punch bags. He can't punch (laughs) Brian Shaw at all. Dustin Poirier is trying to show him how to punch, and they do a few strongman things, and he beats him in the strongman stuff. And he's not a fighter, but he's a monster. He's huge, this guy. He's about 400 pounds of just muscle. So next minute, they have a a grappling match. So Dustin Poirier, who's one of the best MMA guys, he's a a lightweight, he's 155-pound bracket, probably weighs about 190 now, so he's got 200 pounds on him at least. He says to his Brian Shaw, he gets him in a hole, chokes him out, he says, right, you get on top of me and hold me here. And he gets It's on YouTube. It's on his YouTube, Brian Shaw's YouTube channel. He holds him. Dustin Poirier can't get up, Dave, because of <laughs> the sheer weight of this massive monster. And look, he's huge. And he said, I just couldn't get out. He said, no, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I've wrestled for it. I can't. It's just because of... And that's what you've got in this film. You've got guys attacking China O'Brien who are twice the size of her, but they're going down like a sack of shit. And the fact that there's this guy, Matt, who Richard Norton plays, who's a boyfriend, between Matt and the other guy a Dakota, they actually end up being more involved in the fights than China mm-hmm. O'Brien. I was waiting for one of them to get a kick in and die, which usually happens in these films. But they end up getting better scenes than her, which I think is a bit wrong really and like you said she leads the film it's great her name's on the front of it she's the one who's on all the D- the dvd vhs covers but it felt as if they, they didn't really trust her in a first lead you know what I mean like i've yeah she was she's the
3: lead but she's not really the lead so um yeah. you know, richard norton and keith cook they they were in it quite a lot weren't they 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 were certainly in it a lot more than i thought they were going to be so so it's a good point and the thing you say about just the mass, it's like my old uncle used to say, God rest his soul, the bigger they are, the harder they hit you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's a simple adage, but ever since he told me that, I've thought, yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on, really. The fact that Cynthia Rothrock, again, very gymnastic, and she does have, you know, I'm sure she has power in her kicks and everything, but her arms, there's just nothing to them. So when she's punching people and you've got these massive (laughs) meatheads going down, it's just like, oh, come on. I think it's in that fight, isn't it, where you get the classic line, you know, hey, she's one of those chapsuie fighters. (laughs) (laughs) And she's called China as well. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. But but Chris, you know, her childhood sweetheart, Richard Norton, he's he's done loads of stuff, hasn't he? Like loads of stunt work now since... But he's fucking, he's a childhood sweetheart from Utah. And he's clearly fucking Australian and making zero effort to come across American. he's like, (laughs) get out of here, China. (laughs) 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 i just come across from uh, Utah (laughs) right over here. (laughs) Also, there's a good the impression of that gave as well. But, but the thing is,
2: he comes and puts the lips on us straight away. Yeah. You now they're not a couple; they've not been together. He's like, "Oh fuck it, China's here. Right, here we go again." And I agree. And I think, I think one of the funniest things about this movie so we get this thing with a dad and and these all these. You can tell one of the fucking deputies looks like the greasiest, slimiest yeah. bad guy ever with a fucking <laughs> moustache, and he looks like he's not washed his hair in weeks. And straight away, you're like, well, he's obviously a fucking bad guy, just pretending yeah. to be good. And and I think you could see that, that what was going to happen with the film, but there's a bit, right, which I think is hilarious. There's a fight in a gym. Right, and the guy's fighting. One of them is huge, right? And he gets a kick in. But there's one where she doesn't actually go... Her foot is halfway up to some guy's face. And it's obviously... They're trying to get that whip where she kicks him. But she's not hit him, and the guy rolls back onto a (laughs) crash mat that's in the gym, Dave, you know? (laughs) It's nonsense. But again, you're right... Richard Norton gets loads of time in this he's literally like the lead in some of these fights he's absolutely nailing everyone and so's uh, Dakota Keith Cook I mean Keith Cook as we know Dave was in King of the Kickboxers I re- he was Reptile in Mortal yeah, Kombat we reviewed yeah, a few weeks yeah.
3: ago as well so, so he's been in a couple that we've done hasn't he
2: Yeah, a couple we've done, absolutely uh, brilliant martial art, he's a stuntman for years, and he's done a lot of stunt choreography films and that, so so all of them together, and I'm not shitting on Cynthia Rothrock, and maybe it was just because it was the first movie, but the whole story of this is straight out of fucking Grange Hill or Summer, it's pathetic, (laughs) the story, I honestly thought she was like some cop, who went after some massive drug gang, at least in No Retreat No Surrender 3, they're against some assassination on, and it's a big drug ruse and all, there's there's something there that is like a a massive gang that they're trying to get and all this. I know it's straight out of a computer game, but this is like a small town disagreement that just escalates, and it don't make sense, And, and... when a dad gets taken out and gets killed and he, and he, you know he gets firebombed and all that and she, and she decides i'm going to run as sheriff we then get a presidential fucking campaign <laughs> of cha- <laughs> who's going to become the sheriff with yeah. banners. We've got fucking, uh, like a, a, we used to have the, the um, Stratford pageant, here near me, we used to go to all the time. All we used to do, Dave, was fucking lob eggs at people, which is so bad when <laughs> I think my body But get like the girls dressed up in the proper frocks and that. And the Kellogg's used to come and throw the cereal things and we'd be lobbing eggs and everything at fucking oh, people. Not well, the girls well. dressed up, but you know, like, I don't use so bad. Let's not go down that route, then. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we were kids, so bad, but but it's like a pageant, and all of a sudden, in the space of a day, these people babies there like she's holding babies trying China, o- China O'Brien for sheriff, and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, yeah. like the I, honestly, I'm gonna hold my hands up here and say. I want a hat-trick ball sending to my house, Dave, because the three times recently I have tried to stitch you up, I've stitched myself up because it's (laughs) fucking rubbish, this film, and I cannot believe... I'm going to have to pick a classic next time because I've absolutely done myself up like a
3: kipper again. Oh, please do. I mean, you you mentioned about Grange Hill. I I don't remember too many sheriffs in Grange Hill. I was thinking... (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking more along the the lines. (laughs) He was. Um, More along the lines seemed like an episode of A-Team to me, or maybe Night yeah. Rider or something, you know, where you've got these kind of corrupt local law enforcement, this little town and whatever, and then, you know, you need to give someone the confidence to run for for sheriff or something like that. It, it, it just seemed like that, and I, I did think it shouldn't be called China O'Brien, O'Brien, it should be called Karen Does Kung Fu or something, <laughs> you know, it's just... It was a lot more like an A-team episode than I remember it being, and and it did take me by surprise, um, as well as like I say you know Richard Norton and Keith Cook getting so much screen time, and you know we'd said with, um, uh, King of the Kickboxers hadn't we that you know Keith Cook he's got a cracking body on him, hasn't he? He, he looks you know well built, whereas you've got twiglet arms, Avedon <laughs> you know, he just looks scrappy. Steady. steady. <laughs> That's why he had to keep his shirt on. Or, or his, <laughs> what was it, Madam Twanky or something. <laughs> when he's up against Billy Blanks, you know, he's got to put a shirt on, hasn't he? Or else he'll look ridiculous. So, <laughs> but yeah, Keith Corky, he, he is good, but he looked fucking stupid with that bloody hook or whatever he had on his, to pretend like he's had his hands smashed up or something and you get the old. did, did you ever see um did you ever see kingpin with woody harson
2: uh, yes i've seen it once dave a long time ago yeah
3: well essentially you know he's, he's a bit of a star bowler and you know he gets he gets roughed up by bill murray and, and his gang and then they shove his hand into the into the bowling machine you know where where the balls come out after you've yeah, yeah. you've thrown them, so they they mash his hand up and essentially that's what that's what happens to Dakota isn't <laughs> it you know he's he's kind of reconnected <laughs> with his mum, who turns out you know she's a hooker, and then these guys don't take kindly to him, so you know that they basically stand on his hand, which uh, must have been a good <laughs> connection because that means his <laughs> hand's completely mangled now so he yeah, has to have this little uh, hook type, oh, it wasn't a hook was it? I don't even know what no. it was
2: it's just, yeah I, I, <laughs> I don't know what it was but when we've got the inauguration of China as the sheriff right and we've got families there, children, we've got all this, this range of people there. And then it ends up in this massive attack, on not it? And no one gets injured, and China's there. And she takes out about seven guys, and everyone's clapping, Dave. Instead of legging it, going, yeah. holy shit, <laughs> we've just seen the sheriff's been car bombed, these people here with guns, but none of us met us. We're going to stand there and clap. I mean... Even, I was watching, and I, know, I like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I really do, and I love that scene at the end when uh, he's against a rhino. And um, he, he, that kid pretends to be Spider-Man, doesn't he? And then he comes down and all that. But the crowd are there behind barriers cheering. And I'm like, if you've got a guy who's got submachine gun arms firing at the police and you're stood directly behind him, why would you be behind a barrier? As much as I love that film, and that is very similar to this, it's like everyone stands around when she levers everyone. It's like, oh, yeah, she's definitely the, the sheriff for us, China. Go, China. And I'm like, you'd be out there on your fucking toes, Dave. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you're wearing, you'd be off straight away. And I I find that the, the, the whole story, like you say, eight, he's very 80. A lot of these films we've gone back on from the 80s are very much in the same beats as the, the TV stuff that we grew up and loved. This is rubbish, and it is garbage. Like, it, it, I couldn't... There's not one bit of this movie I couldn't I to say, you know what, that wasn't that bad, because mm. it's terrible. It is awful. It is so bad. I've, I, honestly, it, I'm going to say it, Dave. I've got to say it. <laughs> this is the worst movie I've ever seen, <laughs> without <laughs> doubt. It's in that famous list. It is fucking rubbish. However... At some point, we're going to watch the sequel, day <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Of course. Of course. Um, I, I will just say, though, I, I just popping back on Keith Cook a, a minute, and I, I mentioned about Richard Norton. They do see a lot of action, but I've got to be honest, Richard Norton, I'm not impressed with at all. Just the way he looks on screen, like his moves and everything, I thought Keith Cook was so much more convincing and it's like I, I, like we were talking the other week, you know, I, I'm sure he is a black belt in probably lots of different martial arts, but, yeah, his fight scenes were just crap for me.
2: Yeah, you know, that's true, because that gym scene we talked about before is awful in that. He fights yeah. a big guy, and he's so, he's so telegraphed what's going on, and, and it doesn't look... Like, you can see, in a lot of good films, you can be convinced by the fights and that. You know, Black Panther's brilliant. Michael J. White and, you know, Chadwick Bosman have a great fight there. And Michael J. White, sorry, Michael J. Michael B. Jordan, sorry, I apologise. Um, and they have a great fight which involves jiu-jitsu because they're trying to bring it up to, like, MMA, more recent, you know, fighting styles and, and things evolve. But he's terrible in this. Like, the, the choreography is awful and he is waiting for his cue and the guys are falling when they need to but is he is awful he, he looks like he's pulling his punches and I think with China yeah. O'Brien David maybe because she was a kickboxer and a, a taekwondo and stuff like that it's a bit of Chuck Norris about her because mm. you've got that ridiculous ah, 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 every time she hits someone it's fucking nonsense it's fucking nonsense so yeah I, I have nothing good to say about this it's fucking garbage <laughs>
3: I'm sure I mentioned this when we did our Enter the Dragon review as well, but the director for Enter the Dragon, Robert Klaus, is the same guy who did China O'Brien 1 and 2. Uh, and previous to that, he did Jim Carter, also did Gamer Death. So, you know, he, he has done a, quite a lot of martial arts movies, but I don't know how you can put this in the same stratosphere, in the same league at all. <laughs> as Enter the Dragon. I, I, I just don't get how it's the same guy. I, I can only assume he was just phoning it in, because this was one of the last things he did. Um, so, yeah. Did China O'Brien 1 and 2, and then Ironheart in 92, that and then that was it. He was done. I'll tell you what else he did do, though, Chris, which I have never seen. And I'm I'm not going to make this my next review, but I think it's, it's pricked my interest. After Enter the Dragon... He did Black Belt Jones, starring Jim Kelly. Oh, so I think a 1974 black exploitation movie, martial arts movie with Jim Kelly at the front. I, I, I kind of want to watch that now.
2: <laughs> he was, he was in Roadhouse 2, Dave. I'm Mad Max Fury oh, is Road. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's a he's, he's oh, a well-renowned a fight years.
3: coordinator. That's a few years later, though. This is 74. He's in his prime then, surely.
2: Oh, easy, easy. Well, you know, um, Richard Norton was actually in Suicide Squad, Dave. He was the fight co- coordinator. Oh, so
3: so, he's, he's, done so all. he's behind the camera, not not necessarily mm. in front of it. So He could be right there. Anyway, let's uh, let's get off Wikipedia, Dave, like I know what I'm talking about. But there you, know, you go. You know what I've just saw, actually? i <laughs> just literally, as we've been talking there, just stumbled across it. Keith Cook actually broke his hand. It's a fucking Keith Vitale job. That's why he's got that (laughs) stupid, ridiculous fucking hook. He broke his hand before filming. And then that's how they've kind of covered up his his cast, wow. I guess. Genius, Dave. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so convincing, you know, the way they did it and, and led into it. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the end of this fucking shit show. Right, so
2: <laughs> we get this whole <sighs> fucking this thing at the end, with the, the house and all that. And, you know, you've got the drugs there and beaver crit. They're all going to, you know, they're taking over this town. It's the same old bollocks that we've seen. And I think what makes me laugh is they're trying to, after like we get to the end of the film, they're trying to, you know, get Dakota to become a cop, aren't they? Mm. And fucking Matt's like, let's go for a beer. <laughs> and the way it goes off, he's like, it's almost police squad. It you is police squad, to, isn't it? You, you know just know, want it to freeze stand. frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, just stand there, but the moving slightly with the credits roll, it's awful. And that sad music at the end, it's like, it's almost um, karate. Uh, no, is it kung fu like David Carradine? It's, it's, my God, how this bore a sequel, Dave, I do not know. It is oh. Canal, I, I, and I, don't, I haven't even got expletives to say. I've exhausted all the swear words <laughs> with this. It's that bad. And, and I tell you now, I've got a feeling Mr. Max Burns is going to go for me again, Dave, and say he loves this one, but it's rubbish. Yeah,
3: it is not good. And the thing is, if if you look at now, let let's say, let, let's say the Marvel movies, like some of the some of the fight sequences you have with like Black Widow. Some, of the, some action there. It looks convincing. Um, even in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we had uh, Sharon Carter the other week. You know, She was you know taking some names. It looks convincing. The fight choreography is just different level, isn't it? And, and this is just awful. The, the, the fighting really was quite bad in this. Like I say, I give, give an exception to Keith Cook. He did look... Um, convincing but everyone else i i I just thought he looked crap
2: terrible and i can only apologize dave again because (laughs) you're not sorry no i'm not really but i'm sorry for myself i'm sorry for myself (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not what i was expecting (laughs) there's no fucking sincerity in that at all but anyway dave shall we get into our review scores let's go So, Dave, I'll go first. I I did inflict this on you, and I, I'm worried now what you're going to inflict on me when it's your pick. So I, do, I can only think... I'm not going to apologise again. You're right. It's not <laughs> sincere. I did laugh because I knew that what I was going through, you were going through at the same time. So... It's awful. It's woeful. It's not something that I would ever, ever recommend. It was a cult classic of our era, definitely. When I was ten years old, this was like a movie that was, like, say, one of my friends and kept recommending. It. Other friends and said, "Have you seen China O'Brien? Great film and all." this. it's not. It's what the story is terrible. It, it's probably written on an A4 piece of paper with fucking what's the name, a fucking crayon or something, Dave. It's absolutely. Crap! <laughs> it's terrible. I, I've I actually started writing something, Dave, and I've sent it to you, and it's not that good. And I think that's better than this, you know. So, so uh, yeah, it's awful, and I'm, I will never watch this ever, ever again. It's going to hold on, and I hope to God that it crosses over into the, the comics in motion and fucking General Zod's up there in the Phantom Zone when he destroys it as well. <laughs> it's
3: awful. So, Dave, what about you? Yeah, I. Uh... I can't disagree with any of that. This is an awful movie. I did leave the door ajar. I thought, you know what, maybe I've just uh, kind of... I was so in that Van Damme mode in the late ni- late 90s and obviously coming up with the, the old Kung Fu movies from Hong Kong and stuff and Bruce Lee movies. Maybe I was just too myopic in just focusing on... on stories and, and uh, action scenes like that. No, I was fucking wrong. Shouldn't have left the door ajar. This is fucking shit. It should never be watched again. I am absolutely convinced, like yourself, Max will probably love this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just can't... I, I'll i never watch this again, Chris. This does need to go to Alderon. This needs to be blown to smithereens and never watched again. Certainly by me. <laughs> and so, yeah, th- there's... I, I again for what Cynthia Rothrock did to so actually, you know, jump on a plane, go across there for years and do all these movies, absolutely brilliant, take my hat off to her, um, for what she's done there. But as a movie, this is terrible. So yeah, yeah. it's it's gotta to go to the bottom for me.
2: No, brilliant, Dave. Brilliant. I'm really worried now about what I'm going to get next. So, <laughs> if you want to contact us guys at VHS Strikes Back on social media, if you want to email us, VHS Back at gmail.com. And if you do, Enjoy what we do and you want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash VHS Strikes Back. And as always, a massive thank you to all our Patreons, Dave. We've got so many now. It's so good of them all to support us. And we really, really appreciate it, guys. It's, it's so good, all of you guys. Um, but Dave... We have got something. We did a poll, didn't we? And it wasn't a Chris Phelps poll, which, funny enough, I lost, actually, saying who's the oldest out <laughs> of the two of us. Three of the options were you, and one of them was me, and I lost, Dave, so <laughs> <laughs> I must be the oldest-looking one. Um, but we did have a poll, and we went with, and what won was Tango and Cash, Dave, which I've not seen for a few years, but I remember loving when it first came out. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, and I think oh, I think it was buddy cop movies was the basic theme. Yes. Now, I thought uh, all of the options, I think I had 48 hours in there and uh, a couple of others <clears throat> that I can't remember. And Twitter's a bit crap for just showing you polls and stuff. So I, I, I put four that I didn't know who the winner was going to be. Tango and Cash just absolutely romped it with about 60% of the overall vote, so yeah, people are really kind of excited about this one, I think I I was expecting my first Kurt Russell movie on this to be Big Trouble in Little China, but uh, I haven't watched this for a good number of years so I'm really interested to see how it's going to hold up
2: Me too, Dave, me too, so shall we get into our trailer?
3: Let's go I'll
1: tell you one thing Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are
3: you doing? Are you doing? Relax. Soak. And
1: don't flatter yourself. Easy come. Easy go. I hate you karate, guys. You're the second best captain alive. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. Right like now. We'll take it. No. That's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it.
3: Did you sleep with my sister?
1: I was so drunk. I honestly, I don't remember. Okay.
2: So, Dave, thank you for that. Thanks for indulging me in the absolute shit show That was China O'Brien. And I will see you next time, my friend. I will see you
3: next fucking Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs,
3: huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back because it'll be dark soon and they mostly come at night. I'll be back.
1: That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on. Wax up. Oh! Oh! Get to the One ring to death. Alright. Ding ding. I'll bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. It ain't so bad, it ain't so bad, ah, Come on. it ain't so bad, it yeah, ain't enough, come on. you must be crazy or something I've created you're just a stupid yeah, fool, you're stupid, crazy I ain't breathing heavy He's a fool, four, you stupid, I'll see you at six Come on,